Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Stadium Bets, everybody. On Stadium, we're back for another week college football, NFL betting. We got Colby over there in his little corner. Nate, Ben, and Monty running the sticks. Boys, it's coming to an end. College football is what? Week 11? Week 12 college. Week 12? Week 12. I wanted to be week 11. Week before rivalry week. week. Yeah. We're excited, though. We got bets. Yeah, definitely. Some not that many big games, but obviously any time where the top eight teams are in action and they're you know in danger of maybe getting upset, it's worth watching. And We'll see if we have a shakeup in terms of college football. Playoff rankings, as we've kind of established that there's eight potential teams who can make it, but there's already kind of these set quarterfinals that we'll have starting next week with Ohio State and Michigan, and then possibly some conference title games, including the SEC game that's already been set between Alabama and Georgia, and we're going to talk about one of those teams today. That'll be a fun game. So we got college football, we got NFL, best bets, we're dressing up the whole shebang this weekend, as we always do. So let's start with some college football, boys. Let's go down south to Tennessee. Number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. From the new college football playoff rankings, they take on Tennessee. That line, Georgia minus 10.5, total 58.5. Colby, we'll start with you as we look at this game. This is, uh, as we talked about, Georgia knows they're going to be playing Bama. You got Tennessee coming up this week, going on the road. Can I get a, you can I get a brrr, drum roll, please? Can I get a no, no. bet? No I'm not Come doing on. it. Can't do Come it. Come on. Can't do it. Take something. The gut says it's going to be Georgia easily, but the plums say... Tennessee could get it done. Georgia's two and seven against the spread, and they're just due for another game where they don't cover. And if it's going to be close, ten feels pretty close to me. I would lean Tennessee money line. Feeling dangerous. You're lean Tennessee. Uh, I'm not money touching line. the game. Like I said, not touching the game. on Tennessee. All right. Well, I have plums, so I'm going to take Georgia on the spread minus ten and a half. Colby, I think you should join me on this one. You know why? Because Georgia is killing it recently. This is a team that has gone into overdrive. They started the season sleepwalking. And I think as we look back with hindsight at our availability, we can look back and say, look, Georgia probably didn't start the season as strong as they wanted to be. They didn't cover games. College football rankings have been coming out for a couple weeks now. Georgia sees themselves as number one. I think they're kicking it into overdrive. This is the Georgia team that everyone really expected when they're putting them at number one in the country. They're playing like their best football over the last three games. They're 10th in the scoring margin over the last three games. They're beating teams up. And I think Tennessee, they have their fun. But not covering. They had their, well, they covered uh, in a couple of their last games. Two, ga- two so, games. Kentucky Ole Miss and Florida, and they Miss. covered. They've started to cover. And They've Florida. started to take things seriously. This is That's a Bulldogs team that, that sees themselves now. All right, we're getting towards the end of the season. We need to pick it up. Have Brock Bowers back. They're full, full steam ahead for this Georgia team. I'm going to take a minus 10.5. I don't think Joe Milton or Tennessee really has anything that can come close to being. I need to hear what team. Nate has to say. Nate, yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of that. Georgia does look like they're peaking at the right time, but this bet's going to be all about price for me. I'm going to take Tennessee plus the 10 and a half. Last week, I thought we were getting a price discount on Georgia because they only beat Mizzou by nine, and they were playing an Ole Miss team that people think are good. But as I said last week, they were the fraud in the matchup in Athens. 
So now we have the same exact point spread for this game as Ole Miss at Georgia. Only difference is this game isn't in Athens. It's in Knoxville. And I watched a lot of the Tennessee-Mizzou game last week, and the score looked ugly, losing 36-7. to But they were able to move the ball out in the first half. They were just doomed by penalties and then a fumble at the end of the first half. So I think Tennessee has the upside to keep it within the number, and I think we're just getting a an overreaction in the point spread for this game based on the results of last week of Georgia winning easily and covering against Ole Miss and Tennessee losing by 29 at Mizzou. So not a you know bet I'm very confident in, but if I had to bet it, Tennessee plus 10.5 is the play in this game. All right, let's move on. Pac-12. We've got a fun game out west, Washington and Oregon State. That line has done some funky movement recently. It opened up with Washington as a favorite on the road. It's now Oregon State, as of this recording, minus two. They're back to being a home favorite. Total is 63 and a half. That's come down a little bit. A lot of line movement going on during the week, Nate. Where where, where are you looking at? Where should people look? It is a big line movement, four, four and a half points, pretty much. Yeah. However, it's through zero and no, no, not through any key numbers. So we're not going through three at all. So okay. it's a lot of points, but maybe not as big of a deal as maybe some games where you cross a key number and then obviously a game can end in a tie. So zero isn't important. But I like where the market's going in this game. I like Oregon State a lot in this game. Washington has been very, I wouldn't say overrated, but because like their market isn't giving them much credit in this game. But just a defense that's very vulnerable. I think is a liability. You saw it last week when they gave up 28 points in the first half at home to Utah. It probably is the worst offense in the Pac-12 because Cam Rising hasn't returned this year, and they're playing Bryson Barnes. So. Really don't think this Washington defense, I don't like him in this game. I don't like him in the potential Pac-12 title game in two weeks against Oregon. I think it's going to hold him back as good as Michael Penix has played this season. And I also like a little bit of a kind of a narrative factor in this game where Oregon State, last home game, they're playing a team that's leaving the conference and kind of leaving them in Washington State behind in Washington uh, Washington in this game because Washington's going to the Big Ten. I think we get a really inspired effort, a big home crowd in Corvallis Saturday evening, 4.30 kickoff. I like Oregon State a lot in this game, and then it looks like potentially it'll be a a Pac-12 title game between two one-loss teams, and I really just want to fade Washington here. I agree with you, fading Washington, and I'm going to do it with their team total. I'm going to go Washington team total under 31 and a half, and you look at the resume that Washington comes in with. stuff? I am. They, I love a team total now. I'm a big team my total guy. Style. A team total guy. I love it. You should join me on uh, this. It's an it's an under for a team total. It's going to be else. a bit of a sweat because we all know how good Washington's offense is. But you look at the resume. You look at what they've done this season. They haven't really played good defenses on the road. And the best defense I think they played on the road was week five against Arizona. They scored 31 points in that game. This is going to be by far the best defense that Washington has played on the road this season. Oregon State is the seventh best defense in terms of opponents' points per game when they're playing at home. They only give up 14 points and a little bit of change on uh, at home when they're playing defense. Oregon's also fifth in the country in sacks a game. They're going to be pressuring Michael Penix like he probably hasn't seen before, or maybe since the Oregon game, something like that. I like the team total under for the Huskies. I don't think we see as explosive of an offense as we're used to seeing. And Colby, over there in your corner, giggling? I'm only giggling because like? we look like uh, like the game day stuff where all the logos are the same. It's like we're all yeah. picking we're Oregon all State. Picking you might as well Washington. just take Washington to win. We're all picking against Washington. A million. Take the plus money, but we're not doing that. I'm taking Oregon. Everything Nate said, I agree with. I think the Beavers have the all-around better team and. Better defense, clearly, and I think that's the way that they're going to cover and win this game. 
And for the first time ever in my life, I'm saying I trust DJ Ukulele. Oh, no. Ukulele. <laughs> you know what happens when you say you trust the quarterback on the show? I trust DJ Ukulele. And uh, guess, what? Mm. guess what? I like that I trust him. Oh, boy. I'm scared. All right. Let's, uh, let's open up the board, boys. We got a lot of other bets in college football this weekend. And by a lot, I mean Colby and I have the same Woo! bet. So, Colby, why don't you introduce the people to one of our favorite plays of the week? Oh, we're taking Wyoming. Yeah. Cowboys. I minus a cowboy. 13 and a half <laughs> against Hawaii. Now, yeah. we, know, we know Wyoming. Things get weird in Laramie. Like an upside-down yeah. pineapple at the store. You know, it gets weird. Hawaii yeah. cannot travel. It's going to be really, really early for them. Like Nate says. What time What time is it going to be local Hawaii time? time? Central. 1 o'clock game local. Hawaii time, 9 a.m.? They're going to be sleeping it's in their early. own beds. Quote yeah. from Nate, the GOAT. Sleepwalking. Yep. Now, we know Hawaii. They cannot run the ball. They're strictly pass. Wyoming, 45th in pass defense. Hawaii, <laughs> this is hilarious. 132nd on the ground. 114th oh, in scoring defense. <laughs> Wyoming. are not going to be able to score. How about this for a handicap? So Colby just gave me the numbers behind why we like this bet. I did some digging. Oh. I'm a meteorologist now. I was going on some forecast websites and looking at the history of these forecasts in the games that Hawaii has played. Guess what? This is going to be the coldest game that Hawaii has played all season long. It's supposed to be mid-50s in Laramie, Wyoming on Saturday. The coldest game they have played is like mid-60s to upper-60s. Is Hawaii going to be able to handle the cold Wyoming chilly November afternoon? I mean, mid-50s like a summer day. I don't know. Midwestern people. Yeah, for Wyoming. (laughs) Hawaii is going to be wearing parkas and and hats. I don't love this situation for Hawaii. It's going to be cold. They're playing in a weird environment where things get weird in Laramie, Wyoming. It's a 9 a.m. Hawaii start for them. And by the way, Wyoming, 6-0 at home this season. Undefeated. Not to add more to this. but Minus 13 and a half. My father is coming up from Florida today. If he's got a big coat on, I'm going to feel great. That's how you know. That's how you know. Hawaii's not going to be able to handle the chilly 50-degree Wyoming temperatures. Us Hawaii off a big win against Air Force last week, so maybe a good sell-high spot on the Rainbow Warriors. I love it. Nate, what do you got? Yeah, so we're going to go to the game that Monty is going to talk about a little bit later. A little Illinois bit later, coming up in a second. At Iowa, Iowa now 16th in the college football playoff rankings. Pretty crazy, just considering how bad their offense is. This is a big game. Brett Bielema, coach of Illinois, went to Iowa, has a Hawkeye tattooed on his left leg. You know, this is a meaningful game for old Burt. They, uh, they had a big win in Champaign Monty. against Iowa last year, and I like Illinois in this game. And it's simple. Five-second handicap. Whenever you're getting a team who's favored by a field goal in a game with a total of 30 and a half, always take the underdog. So Illinois, I like what I saw from their quarterback paddock last week, over 500 yards of offense. I know it was against Indiana at home, so it'll be a little bit of a different test at Iowa City, but I just don't trust Iowa's offense enough to cover as a field goal favorite. So give me the fighting Illini plus three and a half. Monty, we want to piggyback on that one? Obviously. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, he said he doesn't trust Iowa. Well, neither do I. So, oh, you go with the under three weeks in a row. How can doesn't you take miss. anything but the under at this point? It's got me back to five hundred. Yep. I'm gonna go over five hundred here soon. I was wow. You know, they've hit eight unders this season out of the ten games they've played. That's incredible. That's insane. Especially with, you know, half of them have yeah. been in the low 30s and under 30 yeah, last week. Like so Historically low. I know they put up 400 yards of offense last week, but I don't expect them to do that again. We'll see if they can, you know, show, show me twice before I really believe it. And then, 
you know, I am somewhat worried about Illinois' offense, but Iowa's defense has been so good. First in the country in yards per play, like, that's unreal. And then third in points per game allowed. So just keep riding the under until until somebody goes over. It's a Move over coaster. Army Navy. Here comes yeah, Iowa. This is, this is the new Surface Academy games is any game that Iowa is in, you bet the under. I love it. It's going to get you over 500, which is hilarious to me. I'm very excited for that. We have more bets, though, boys. We have NFL bets. We have underdogs. We have best bets. That's all coming up next on Stadium Bets here at Stadium. Welcome back. Stadium Bets here on Stadium. Colby, Nate, Ben, and Monty running the sticks. We're talking NFL football for this segment. Ooh. We have our Monday Night Football picks, a rare Monday Night Football game on Monday? Stadium Bets that we're going to get to in, in a couple minutes here. A Monday Outta game. Here. A Monday. Monday Night Football. Oh. It's a big game, one of the biggest games of the year. So we'll have our bets for that in just a second. But guys, there is a it's a weird week in the NFL. It's a lot of double digit spreads, close to double digit spreads going on this week. There are exactly five games that we wanted to talk about that have double digit, or you know, it was a double digit when we planned on it, and now it's gone to like minus nine or minus nine and a half. Yeah. We're gonna keep it on the list. So we got five of these games. We got the Giants and the Commanders. With the Commanders favored by nine and a half. They were ten earlier on in the week. Bears at the Lions. Lions are minus nine. Raiders and the Dolphins, which has moved to 13 and a half in favor of Miami. The Cowboys and the Panthers, which is 10 and a half in favor of the Cowboys. And Tampa Bay and San Francisco, where the Niners are favored by 11 and a half. So we thought, with all these double-digit bets and all these double-digit spreads, what are you guys taking? What are we going to take? We have to pick something. We'll start with Nate. What do you like? I'll take the swing at the biggest favorite on the board. Dolphins, minus 13 and a half. Wow. It moved to 13 and a half right before we start recording this show. I would take it up to 13 and a half. I like Miami just off the bye. I think their defense is going to be really good in the second half of the season after this kind of reset that they have off the uh, loss in Germany to the Chiefs. But also really want to fade the Raiders in Antonio Pierce's first road game. It's an early start. I feel like the Raiders just not going to be really prepared to travel and, and you know take the necessary preparations that teams need to know and need to do to play a game three time zones away. So like the Dolphins here, think Pierce and O'Connell, their rookie quarterback, get exposed on the road. And the Dolphins have had a lot of success blowing out a big spreads or big teams and winning big um, as a big point spread in this yeah. role. So Love they've done good in this in this role, and I think they kind of continue to roll. And I think the Dolphins might be a buy-on team for me in the second half of the season, and they'll play better in some of the closer games as we get to them. Colby? Oh, uh, yeah, I love what Nate said, but I'm taking a different route. We're taking the Lions here against the Bears. Now, Ooh. I can back a bite. Minus me. nine? You're laying the nine. I just think the Lions, they're like, all right, all right. we've been terrible in this division this whole the whole time of our existence, and now we're Monty's good. Giving you the finger. Monty's giving me the finger. Against the Bears. The play against the, the Bears. Bears. That's why Monty's giving me the finger. Um, um, it's I this finger. Don't, <laughs> I don't care. I think this is going to be an easy win for the Lions and win by an extraordinary number that is higher than 9, 10, 11, 12. 13 and a half is the highest I'd go. Bears stink. Fields is back. He hasn't been playing for three, four weeks. I'm out. Interesting. You're really, that's up to 13 and a half. I love that. You guys that. like that? You uh, like that money? I'm not, I might bet the Bears this game now. Uh, the game <laughs> that I'm going to take for the double-digit spread, uh, Carolina Panthers, I guess that's the move I'm going to go against the Dallas Cowboys. We talked about the zigzag theory with the Cowboys. They play a really good game. And now they play bad games after a really good game. Don't give me that look, Monty. I think that the Cowboys, <laughs> after scoring 49 points last week, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it again. They've You're shown that they can't the, be consistent. 
I'm take the Panthers plus ten. All right, and a half. I changed my bet. I'm is that up on the, the screen? Cowboys. That's up I'm on the screen. I'm taking the Cowboys. Keep it up. Right no, at like that. Cowboys. Listen, this is also Nate brought this up to me as I was talking. It's a look at look ahead spot for Thanksgiving. Cowboys getting ready yep. for a big Thanksgiving primetime game. Everyone's watching on Thanksgiving Day. I don't know if they're going to be trying their hardest against a Carolina Panthers team they know they can beat. Maybe some backdoor cover action from the Carolina Panthers. You know Panthers. what? I changed, I changed mine. Give me the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. <laughs> Thank you, Monty. Cowboys. Right. I take back what I said. I'm taking the Bears 14-15. <laughs> All right. Let's open up the board. We got other uh, NFL bets to get to that aren't ma- like massive spreads. Uh, we'll start. I'll start with this one. I got the Chargers. We might have a fight later on in the show, but I have the Chargers minus three going on the road to Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I checked the weather. I'm a big weather guy now. It's supposed to not be that bad. I think it's going to be high 40s, lower 50s, which is a little chilly, but I think that'll be all right. And you look back at what the Chargers have been able to do against teams with bad quarterbacks. They're good, and they win against teams with bad quarterbacks. The Chargers don't have a good defense by any means, but when they play teams with bad quarterbacks, the Jets, they win. The Bears against Bajan, they win. The Raiders against AOC, they win. They win teams against bad quarterbacks, against teams with bad quarterbacks. Give me the Chargers, minus three. I know they go on the road. Chargers all over the last three games, fourth in points per play. I think they just outgun the Green Bay Packers. Colby? We're going to go to the Vikings-Broncos game, and we are taking the under at 43 and a half. I'm expecting some regression from Josh Dobbs. It's been incredible. I love his story. Who doesn't? Broncos defense has been extraordinarily good. They've been holding teams under 22 points in four straight games. And then this little nugget. Death, taxes, primetime unders are 25 and 7. Give it to me. Uh, Nate? I like that play Thank a you, lot. Um, where am I going? Oh, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Go to Cleveland. played an opportunity that arose earlier today as we record this on a Wednesday with the news that Deshaun Watson out for the season. He needs shoulder surgery. And before that, the Browns were minus 4 in this game against the Steelers. And I had no interest in Cleveland playing that number, even though I don't think the Steelers are that good. But now we're in a situation where we're probably going to get the Browns at a, as a pick with Dorian Thompson-Robinson starting oh, in this oh. game. And I just think we get the a DR. really strong effort from the Browns defense at home and kind of a team effort. They rally around the rookie quarterback and they win the game against the Steelers team that even though they're 6-3, and three, have been outgained in all nine of their games. So a team that is not statistically very good at all against the Browns at home in a pick'em situation. I think the rookie does enough to lead the Browns to win, and the, mostly the defense for the Browns kind of enforce their will in this game. Let's go to Monday Night Football. We got 60 seconds to handicap this game, a big game. First time we're doing Monday Night Football on the show. Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 2.5. Nate, what do you like? Yeah, I, I wasn't really impressed with the Eagles, what we saw last with them off the bye. They beat the Cowboys, but the Cowboys had numerous chances to win the game and just kind of fell short. I really like the Chiefs and just getting Patrick Mahomes under a field goal to cover a game at home in prime time. We know Andy Reid is awesome off the bye, 21 and three straight up as a head coach. The covering mark isn't as good lately, but that's because the Chiefs have been such big favorites off the bye the last few years. But now this is basically a pick the winner situation. So give me Reid and Mahomes as a short favorite Monday Night Football in Kansas City. Colby? I don't bet against the Chiefs, so I'm taking the Chiefs. The Eagles defense has not been that great this year. Chiefs defense has been great. That loss to the Broncos, I don't care about that loss. Give me the Chiefs. Yep, same with me. Andy Reid after a bye. As Nate said, I'm not betting against the Chiefs at home after a bye. Do that. Kansas City all the way. Coming up next, best bets. We're dressing up. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited. You should be here. We'll be back.
Welcome back to Stadium Bets. We've done a costume change. We look good. We're ready to get in the lab for some underdogs. I got the paws and the ears. Colby putting on the glasses. We're ready. Let's start with dogs with bite. I will start us off. Arizona Cardinals, guys. Kyler Murray. Call of Duty came out last Heard week. Heard it's bad. So should You're be good. Heard it's bad. We're good. Kyler Murray got all last week to get out of his system. I really like the way the Cardinals played against the Falcons last week. They won the game. Last minute comeback from Kyler. 5.9 yards per play for the Arizona Cardinals. I really like it. I think Kyler transforms this team. And I think we're getting the Texans as well at a bad price. This is everyone loves the Texans. This is the peak of the Texans capability here in the market. They're 0-3 against the spread as a favorite. I don't think they're able to cover. I don't think they win. Cardinals take it. Yeah, Ben, we're having a little bit of disagreement here. I like the Packers as my money line dog. It's it's a little harder for me to find underdogs this week, but give me the team from northern Wisconsin playing at home against a team from southern California. So the weather was going to be the 40s, so it's not as bad as it could be, but still pretty chilly for a team from L.A. And I just don't trust the Chargers in general as a favorite. And I think quietly Jordan Love is at least improving enough where I'm okay backing him in the underdog role at home against a Chargers team that – Man, they're frustrating, and and yeah. their offense did show life last week, but then they couldn't stop the Lions' run game at all. So Staley coaching for his job. Yeah, potentially. So yeah, not not a strong play, but I'll I'll go Packers as my uh, dog with bite. Chomp chomp. Dog's got going? big old bite. Boop. We're taking UNC money line against Clemson. UNC has clearly the better quarterback in this situation, being Drake May. Kids looking to get drafted, number one quarterback off the board outside of Caleb Williams, obviously. He's going to be there. He's going to try to shine in front of the scouts and in front of the country. UNC's defense is not great because obviously Clemson's is, but Clemson doesn't have the offense that UNC has. They're on another planet. They're eighth in pass. They're eighth in scoring offense, and they're 19th in running the ball with one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Give me Ooh. the par heels outright. Colby taking us to school. Just continue on with your best oh, bet now. Oh, done deal, baby. Uh, we're taking Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> 19 and a half against yeah, Michigan. You saw those tears. You saw those cuss words. What was that? Give me know. the turtles. What are you taking? Yeah, we talked about top of the show, Oregon State. Make sure to rewind if you're listening to the podcast for. If you're watching this on TV, check us out on YouTube, the Stadium YouTube channel, and you can hear a whole explanation yes. of why I like the Beavers against the Washington Huskies on Saturday evening. All right, I'm going to take the Kentucky money line. I think this might be the third time I'm taking Kentucky as a best bet, and they're going to finally come through for me. Again? They're playing South Carolina. They're going down to USC, the other USC of South Carolina. Uh, USC's won two games in a row. Uh, they're not good games, though. They played some bad opponents. I think Kentucky against a bad opponent, they'll be able to pull through. Devin Leary's been playing better football for them lately. Give me Kentucky Moneyline. And that will do it for Stadium Bets. We'll be back next week. See you later.